0: Good morning everybody. It is Wednesday, 13th of January, and the market not doing too much at the moment down 10. There is one little event today. And I'll get to that in a moment which is worthy of comment. Otherwise, Wall Street was up 60, our futures were down 7, and I've started the strategy piece today with a comment that there are reasons to be fully invested this week. On the diary on Thursday, Biden, or we shouldn't really say Biden, we're used to addressing White House issues with the president's name. But the truth is, with the Democrats in the White House, the Democrats will unveil on Thursday their economic plan and their vaccination plan. And the economic plan could include literally trillions of stimulus spending, which is expected to include a 750 billion to one trillion coronavirus relief package and potentially trillions in other spending, which presumably would include infrastructure spending. And that's something that the market is going to like. And it's a good reason not to fear the market this week. And on top of that, the White House administration are going to outline their vaccination plan, which is said to include 100 million vaccine doses in the first 100 days in office. So some good news coming up this week. We're also going to have some comments from Federal Reserve Governor Jerome Powell commenting this Thursday after the release of the Biden, sorry, the Democrat economic plan. And although it's far too premature, the speculation when it comes to the U.S. Federal Reserve is all about when they are going to taper quantitative easing. And if you remember in 2018, the market fell over between October and December, about 15% the U.S. market, when the Fed changed their tune from accommodation to hawkishness about interest rates. The market hated it. So any mention of tightening rather than loose monetary policy would upset the market. But it's too early, surely in the middle of a pandemic before the vaccine takes a grip for the Fed to do anything but promise to do whatever they need to do to get the economy back on its legs. So too early for any sort of QE tapering. And the Fed dot plot, which is this map of where individual Fed governors think interest rates will be over the next few years. The Fed dot plot is currently suggesting interest rates are on hold at near zero all the way through 2023. So don't expect anything to upset the market when Jerome Powell speaks on Thursday. So, some good news coming up in the next couple of the days hopefully in the US. Other little random stuff, the Dallas Fed president says he expects vaccine distribution to unleash strong economic growth later this year. The impeachment issue is still bubbling away in the background, the market largely ignoring it. There could be a vote late Wednesday, in other words, tonight. No signs of Pence invoking the 25th Amendment. Trump saying his comments were totally appropriate over the Capitol Hill invasion. And he says there's zero risk of him being removed. It really is a distraction that the market is not being distracted by at the moment. Uh, You might have also noticed Bitcoin has dropped 25% this week, or as Henry called it this morning, Betcoin. Shouldn't rubbish it. People are making money, but it doesn't interest me. My bad. There's continuing chatter in the U.S. about Biden, sorry, the White House administration pushing for antitrust cases against Google and Facebook. Facebook, Bank of America downgraded the tech sector from overweight to market weight last week. And lastly, the U.S. fourth quarter results season kicks off this Friday. Results from Citigroup, Wells Fargo, JP Morgan. Next week, we've got Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, Netflix. Morgan Stanley and a few others. Right, into the main event today. And that is a first half earnings upgrade from Premier Investments retailer, Solilu's company. And they've said earnings are going to be up 75 to 85% in the first half of the year. Also, Universal Holdings, UNI, have done the same thing and said earnings gonna be up 61 to 67%. And all the retailers, especially anyone that sells online, have gone for a flyer today. Kogan up 3.8%, Nick Scully 3.1%. Baby Bunting 4.6, Redbubble up 5.8%, Harvey Norman up 2.7, JB Hi-Fi up 3.5%, retailers flying along. I've put some of the charts in the strategy piece today. It's not as if the market isn't aware they're going to have good results. They are all hitting year highs at the moment. But what this does tell us is a few things. It just reminds us what we should know anyway, which is that we have the results season coming up in February and that we're already in the confession season prior to results where any companies that think they're going to surprise on the up or downside pop guidance out into the market so that broker forecasts are somewhere near accurate on the day of the results. It's called the confession season and it can work both ways, can blow stocks up and down. But what the Premier earnings upgrade today tells you, or earnings guidance today tells you, is that the pandemic beneficiaries who are reporting on the period from June to December last year, the pandemic beneficiaries have had the best six months in some of their histories, and they're all going to have good results. And you can include not just online retail, but online anything, including sectors like the motor sector. And I must have missed some sectors, but this will be a fabulous six months for some companies. Unfortunately, of course, as you'll see with the charts there, the market is onto it already. But the other realisation is the pandemic victims, even though we have looked through a bad six months to the recovery, there are some sectors like travel, tourism, leisure, gambling, obviously anything to do with restaurants, hotels, REITs are going to have a Presumably terrible results, reporting on the worst six months in some of their histories. And the question for us will be whether we look through to the other side, whether they fall over on results or whether the market gives them the benefit of the doubt. It will be a very polarized results season. So the the main game for all of us in the next couple of months or the next month is to navigate our way through the results season, avoiding the landmines hopefully catching a few of the upside surprises. One of the things we've done in the past is to exit smaller mid-cap stocks that can move 10-20% on the day of results in both directions. It's more, more for us about avoiding the landmines than catching the one or two stocks that pop on results. So maybe this isn't the results season to be holding stocks like Flight Center or Corporate Travel. We sold all our travel stocks in December. We will look to get back in with our eye on the recovery this year, especially if results are terrible. So in the strategy piece today, I have put in the regular article about how to survive the results season. It used to be called, that article used to be called Blow Up or Go Up. Anyway, I won't run through it all now. You can have a read of the article by clicking through on the strategy piece today. Other quick stuff. The energy sector up again overnight. Best performing sector in the US. Oil price up another 1.8%. The rally continues. It was up. The energy sector was up 8% last week on an 8% rise in the oil price after that unilateral supply cut from Saudi Arabia last week. So the sector is flying along. I'll put the sector chart in and the oil price chart in today. There is no doubt that the sector is still well below the highs in February 2020, one of the few sectors that is, and there is room for upside should the economic recovery unwind in line with best expectations. And I've put in a couple of broker research summaries on Woodside and Oil Search, which show you that the average broker target price is 7.6% below the Woodside share price, 12% below the Oil Search share price. In other words, there is a lot of room for broker upgrades. Notably, Audmanette upgraded Oil Search this week from buy to hold and have a a significantly higher target price than all the other brokers as they update for the rally in the oil price there. The brokers are always behind the eight ball when it comes to sharp commodity price movements. And there will be other brokers upgrading ng stocks to account for higher oil price forecasts over the next few weeks. So there's some upside on broker recommendations and focus. We unfortunately halved our growth portfolio bet on energy from 12% to 6% in mid-December and we're living to regret it. We will be putting money back into the energy sector with our eyes on the medium-term recovery rather than the short-term share price, not share price, oil price rise. We just need to time that Other things, Altium fell 2.1% yesterday on the back of first half results, slightly below expectations. We hold it in the growth portfolio. We're losing money in the growth portfolio in the stock. It's only a tiny holding though. And looking at the broker research this morning, every broker has a target price above the current share price. The average target price is 18% above the current share price. We'll just hold on to it. For the moment, the chart looks terrible. Waiting for a bounce. Map, another stock that's been going down. Up 3.5% yesterday on a broker upgrade. Broker's average target price is 38% above the current share price. So waiting for the turn. The brokers certainly like it. And another little stock mentioned today is Goldman Sachs. Upgrading their target price on Iluka. Rare Earths by 22%. Everyone thinks the... Stock is overvalued now. Look at the share price chart. Up from three and a half dollars to seven dollars in the last nine months. We aren't chasing it. And premium PPS up 9% today. As they announced their funds under management for the December quarter, finishing 2020 on a high, added 1.1 billion of new FUM in December. Their FUM now stands at, which is funds under management, now stand at 34.3 billion. This whole growth phase for these SMA platform providers like NetWealth, Premium, Hub24 is obviously still going. And net wealth today up 4.6%. Hub down 0.3%. We used to hold them. Finally, technical observations today. Have a look at some of those charts. The interesting ones there are, for you, Miso Blast, Tragics. There is a buy signal on Miso Blast. There's a buy signal and a sell signal every other day on Miso Blast. But there is a clear buy signal on Miso Blast. There is also a sell signal on the gold price. And on GWA, Nanosonics, ProMedicus, REA, and Seek. So quite a few of the momentum-driven and tech sector stocks hitting some sort of high, as they are in the US. Most of the fangs were down overnight. Right, that's about that. As I leave you, ASX 200 down 19. Resources having a bit of a bounce today. Retailers flying. Oil stocks flying. And that's about that. One of the things we are considering at the moment, can you believe it, is whether we should be buying the banks, having sold them right at the bottom. Now we're, we are re risk buying them back right at the top. I can't help feeling we're falling victim to a classic herd enthusiasm for the banks. The major event for the banks will be the CBA interim results on the 10th of February. And everyone will be looking to see what the CBA does with its dividend. Does it normalize its dividend, which it's allowed to do, or does it continue to pay out a lower payout ratio and build its balance sheet? There was a bit of research at the end of last year from one broker saying that the banks would be announcing, can you believe it, buybacks on top of dividend increases this year. There are a lot of things stacking up quite well for the banks. Interest rates are on the rise, which widen margins for them. A lot of the negatives, such as defaults on home loans, didn't occur as expected. And the banks have overprovided for the pandemic and they can add all those provisions back this year. So a lot of things lining up for the banks. They've unfortunately for us already rallied hard. And it is such a big sector for the market that indexed or benchmarked fund managers get sucked into the sector and we risk getting sucked in again on our growth portfolio even though they are not growth stocks. I am resisting. Surely we can do better. But certainly for the income fund, we're up to weight on the sector and thinking of going overweight. Anyway, banks creeping back into our morning conversations. There are always things you kick yourself about and selling banks in the last few months has been one of them. It's easy in hindsight. Right. That's about that. Enough of our ponderings. You have a fabulous day and I'll speak to you tomorrow.